Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Trader Triggers. This is kind of a pre-recorded type of situation of Futures Trade Radio for this holiday. Wanted to kind of do things a little bit different today, but let's go ahead and get into our Trader Trigger topic for today. So today I want to talk about one of the biggest issues I've been having throughout my trading journey, which is under trading, right? Now we've all heard of over trading, but what about under trading? What is under trading? What does under trading even mean? What do I mean by under trading? Now you've actually probably heard of this, but not necessarily with this term of under trading, but you'll see what I'm talking about as we get into it. But under trading pretty much is a form of self-sabotage in a nutshell is not taking advantage of when your strategy works and on the flip being more aggressive when it doesn't work or when it doesn't work out so well, right? When your strategy doesn't work so well. Now, this can be tricky to spot. It takes a strong sense of self-awareness. It takes you, you know, really journaling your process and a lot of, you taking note of a lot of the data points and understanding what created that data point. You know, I've talked about journaling and all that stuff before, but overall it takes a strong sense of self-awareness. So one way you can recognize under trading is by looking at your losing days versus your winning days. Are you losing more in terms of your PL? Are you are you losing more on your losing days than you make on your winning days? So, like for example, on on average, on your losing days, you're losing, maybe you're losing like it's a hypothetical situation. Say on average, you go back and look at your numbers, you re- you review all your trading sessions, and you see that on average, maybe you lose. On a losing day, you may be down like two or three thousand dollars. But on a winning day, a winning day results in maybe you're you made five hundred or a thousand dollars, right? It's it's an imbalance there. Even if you're you have way more winning days than losing days, you can look at these numbers, and if your numbers come out like this, that could be a sign of under trading. So if those numbers do show up like that, or if they don't, right? You can also look at the volume of trades between your red days and your green days, right? Meaning, do you take more trades on your on the days that you lose on your red days versus the days that you close the day in the green? That also could be a sign of under trading, right? So what this looks like it is on your red days, the days that you lose, you're actually taking more of the setups because you're trying to get back in the green, you're trying to make back the losses, but on your days that you're winning, you're more conservative and you're passing up on a lot of setups. Now we're going to get into this in a little in more detail as we keep going on, but those are just some quick examples of what this could look like in terms of under trading. So most people, when they see stuff, these numbers, they're going to just write that off as over trading, like on the red days, you're saying, oh, I took all of these trades on this red day but I was over trading on the red day, right? However, this could be misleading and it could actually be dangerous. And we'll, we'll see why as I get, go deeper into this. But 
when you're looking at these numbers and you, you come to this realization, what you want to look at, instead of just looking at the numbers, you want to look at how many setups did you take on these days, right? So you want to go back and you want to look and see, all right, so I did trade more on this day versus this day. You know, I did trade more on the day that I was, my P&L was red than I did on a, on a day when my P&L was green. How many of my setups on those days were part of the trades that I took, right? Did I pass up on a lot of my setups? on one day versus the other, or that I take more than the setups that I'm supposed to be looking for on the day where I had the, the highest trading volume. You know, you'll be looking for it if you left any money on the table. On these green days, you're, you're looking at, did you only take one or two trades? Did you only take one or two winners and you stopped? Even though your strategy gave you more opportunities to take more winners. Also, you can look at, did you cut your winners short on days that you were that you were up or did you stop out on a break even because you were up on a day and you, and you didn't want to give, you didn't want to risk giving back a single penny or you didn't want to risk giving back any of your, any of your profit. So many times you'll more than likely see you would have been better off being more aggressive with continued trading, relying on your risk management plan to fully take advantage when all the stars were aligned in your favor. And you just had that day where your strategy was just in sync with the market and you had a bunch of setups. If you would have kept trading, you would have been able to take advantage of it. And for the red day situation, you'll want to look back after your emotions have settled, you know, and did you realize that being more disciplined through the pullback would have resulted in a huge win that would have made, you know, proceeding losses feel like nothing right so what i mean by that and i said red there but i meant on the on the situation to where you took a break even right cutting your position early because you didn't want to get back into your into your gains right so when you go back in hindsight and then you do your review and then you realize that well if i would have held that position that i just cut at break even and i would just stay disciplined to my strategy instead of just trading off of what you're really doing there is you're trading off of your emotions. If I would just held that and I would have had a big gain on that day. And then that gain would have paid for any losses that are, you know, going to come in the future. So you want to make sure you're maintaining self-awareness and journaling consistently, which will make it easier for you to identify if you're becoming a victim of yourself because you're responsible for this, right? making this already challenging environment more difficult than it has to be. Instead of building your own hill to climb, you want to set yourself up for a success by taking full advantage of the winners when they come your way. Those winning days, you know, they pay for your, for the days when your strategy doesn't work out so well. You know, they pay for the days when you start making that the days that you're making a lot of mistakes. They pay for the negative side of doing this business because losses is just part of this business. Whether it's the market that you're, you're losing, whether it's just when the side of the probability comes that will give your strategy a losing trade, right? The winning days, if these winning days are the winning trades, they pay for these things. So you want to make sure that you're staying consistent to your strategy and not under trading so that you have plenty of capital to pay for the losses. So let's go a little bit deeper into how under trading can make this business unnecessarily 
difficult. And a lot of these I came into the awareness of through my own experience. But here's some things that under trading can lead to. One of these things being FOMO. When you're constantly missing out on trades you could have won on or that you could have been, you know, uh, successful on and taking trades that hit your stop loss. When you keep doing that and you keep in, in, in that cycle of missing the good trades and catching the quote unquote bad trades, frustration can kick in that can lead you to taking trades outside of your plan. You may hesitate on the setup because you don't want to make, you don't want to take another loser just to see that trade jump in your favor without you. And then you jump in late just at the point where it turns around and it makes a beeline towards your stop loss, right? I think all of us have had that trade. If you've been trading long enough, it's eventually you're going to come to a trade like that, which can also result in revenge trading where the frustration has set in and you just start to take and you do you just take that last trade outside of your plan outside of your rules because you're trying to make back your losses so eventually you know this cycle from under trading eats away at your account until you hit the bottom and you blow out that account even the best risk management plan isn't safe from under trading like yesterday I was watching some stuff on YouTube and I came across a YouTuber that he was showing some other, his friend, how to trade. He was showing his friend how to trade options. And one of the things that he stated was he was talking about risk management and how you should risk no more than 5% of your total available, you know, capital, right? Per trade. And he said, if you only risk 5% of your total capital, then there's no way that you're going to blow out an account. So from personal experience, I can confirm that you definitely can blow out account risking 5% or less of your total capital. And you do that by under trading. So if you're missing out on the trades that's supposed to pay that's a, that you're supposed to be winning on, and then you're being so selective that you end up taking the trades that you're taking losses on, you'll slowly bleed your account out. Even if you take those trades, but you cut the trades, you're not disciplined to your strategy and you cut the trades too early. Are you, you know, you take losses. Let's say you even cut trades too early in the forms of not letting your stop loss or not following your stop loss plan. You start taking losses and then you'll get emotional and then you'll take that next trade and that next trade will start going against you. And then you just cut it just to see that thing turn around before it hit what your stop loss was supposed to be. And then that would have been another profitable trade that you missed out on. All of these are symptoms of under trading. So all of this really comes around fear. It centers around fear and under trading actually feeds that fear. So let's take a minute to just address this fear beyond just the fear of missing out, right? I already talked about the FOMO. But beyond just that, right? So most traders come into this business with a fear of losing money or a fear of being wrong. Most of the time, they have both. I struggle with this fear myself. Now, what's interesting is that it was a learned behavior for me. So when I started learning how to trade initially, I was introduced initially out the gate to the risks management side of it and also that you're going to lose trades. Like I just knew that coming into it before I even took a single trade. I already knew that I was like losing was part of this game. 
And at the time, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had too much of a negative relationship with money, right? Meaning, I didn't feel like I was, you know, I didn't really care too much about money going out or money coming in. I was just flowing, right? As I felt, that's how I felt in the time. Now, actually, going deeper, another topic for another day. I did have some deep-rooted, you know, things with my relationship with money, but we're not. That's another topic for another day. So, going back to my start and how you know this whole thing. So, I'm gonna use myself as an example to go into how under trading can feed fear. And before I get into that, what's interesting about this whole thing is how a lot of teachers actually teach to under trade by teaching you how to, or by telling their students how to take less trades or that they need to take less trades because they're losing a lot. But, you know, in doing so, if you haven't really addressed that fear around taking losses or around being wrong, as a teacher, or as an influencer in the space, you can actually be setting the student up for failure because you could be giving them just what they need to feed their fear, right? So anyway, going back to my journey, when I first started trading futures, I doubled my account like within the first month. Like it was like three weeks and I doubled my account. Now, what's interesting about this, the reason why I bring it up is for whatever reason that still puzzles me to this day. I don't really know why I did it. Like I know what I was looking at and what led me to do it, but I don't know why I thought like this was a good, good idea to do. But I had doubled my account with the strategy that I was that I was using. I was taking more losses than I was than winners in the process of doubling this account. I just had really good risk management and I was being disciplined. I didn't have this emotional side of trading at this time, right? But I was doing a review one day and then I saw something on the charts that showed me that I could have taken less losses and virtually made more money had I did it this way versus the way that I was doing it. So what did I do? I decided to change my strategy. That idea has been like the most significant decision that I've ever made in long my trading journey. And that was like within the first, like the second month of me trading futures. Now, by I say significant, but I don't mean significant in a bad way or a good way. It's actually, there's, there's multiple ways of looking at this significant decision that I made, right? There's a positive, a strong positive and a strong negative to it. And, you know, that's what hindsight capital, you know, at this time, hindsight capital says that was a huge mistake. But at the same time, I learned a lot from making that huge mistake, which I have, which made me so much more or so much stronger of a trader today. So just in that, there's a kind of a side message in there to don't be afraid of making mistakes. All you have to do when you make a mistake is just to keep going. But this was a, was a mistake because that one decision led me to having a fear of taking losses. And what's worse, because I didn't do too well with taking notes in those days, I actually forgot all of the details around that initial strategy. So I couldn't even go back to the strategy once I realized that that decision was a mistake. So I had to start over from the beginning. I had to start over from scratch. But this time when I started over, you know, when I started over, now I had fear attached to all of this. And that fear led me to being trigger shy. And being trigger shy led me to missing out on trades that would have paid for my losses. 
starting this long cycle of struggle that trickled into other areas of my life that I had to do a ton of psychological work to get back on track and, over and overcome the fears that I developed from just randomly changing my strategy. A strategy that I don't have all the details to anymore because I didn't journal and I didn't take notes. And well, I took notes, but it was like really vague. I didn't really write down in detail what my strategy was when it was working. So I couldn't go back to that and, and look at all the details around. Like I knew what some of the indicators were and I had a general idea of what I was doing, but I didn't have it just in detail. Like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can go back and refer to that just for in some, you know, for whatever reason, I forgot what that was. And that reason that led me to forget what it was was me changing it for no reason. Now, like I said, this, this is not just a bad thing. The good side of all of that is all of the lessons that I've gained from that phase of my journey. But not by choice, I actually had delayed gratification because I just had to overcome a fear that I put on myself by initially changing that original strategy. And this fear came from me. I got into a, a, a cycle to where I was just taking loss after loss after loss. And I eventually that ate away at all the profits that I made when I doubled my account and more, right? And it's like I, once I lost that original strategy and I tried to rebuild it, but now I got fear on the top of that. I was being too selective and I was missing out on trades that I should have been profitable in. Coming up, you know, developing FOMO, revenge trading, doing all the things that I'm not supposed to be doing, all the problems that I didn't have when I end up in that first month when I doubled my account. And that first month when I doubled my account, I was just trading my strategy. And if I saw a setup, I took it and I relied on my risk management so that I didn't blow up my account out. And I saw a setup and I took it. If I was able to take that setup, I took it. I didn't get, I didn't get them all, of course, right? Sometimes you get distracted and you miss a trade. Uh, sometimes you place the order and your order doesn't get filled. You're not going to get them all, but all the ones that you can get in that time period, all the ones that I could get, I got, and that helped me double my account within a month. But now, once I made that decision, now I have this, and then I, you know, changed my strategy and then I developed this fear and I started taking losses. I started to lose this account and I'm just adding on and I'm compounding the, the problem all because I was under trading, which that under trading was initiated by me changing my strategy in the first place, but it was all centered around under trading. If I had did nothing more than just taking the same thought process of just, if I see a setup, I'm going to take it no matter what. If I was just taking that and with this new strategy and hindsight, I would still been okay. Right? So we can see how under trading can lead to, or can feed any fear that you have around trading and fear around trading. is going to be detrimental to your success. Now there's a lot of ways to develop and have fear around trading, but Anytime you let fear seep into what you're supposed to be doing in this business, it's going to hinder how well you're going to be able to perform in this environment and how fast you're going to, going to be able to grow in this environment. Now, the good part about this is it's all fixable. And it's actually, I'm not going to say it's easy, but if you stay in this business long enough and you do the work, you can get over any fear that you have around trading. It's basically going to take three things. Or we can look at three things. It could be more. 
right? I don't like to box myself into just one idea or a certain number, right? But I'm going to point out three things that you're going to, that's going to be helpful to focus on to address any fear around trading. One, number one is going to be whatever psychological hurdles that you have around money, around being right or wrong, right? And this is, I think it does, you're probably going to have to do the work outside of trading, the psychological work outside of trading. That's what I had to do, right? I had to, I joined a program that directly addressed trading for entrepreneurs, right? And I mentioned this program before. If anybody's interested, this is not a sponsorship, but it's called Bulletproof Entrepreneur. I don't think they are always accepting clients, but if you tap into their network, you know, they're on Facebook and all that stuff. Then when they do open the doors to accepting new people, if you're interested in that program, then, you know, if you like to have a lot of psychological hurdles that you want to try to overcome, Bulletproof Entrepreneur is a really good one that helped me out a lot, right? So you want to deal with the psychological side, any psychological hurdles that you may have that are feeding your fear. Now, another thing that's going to help you get over this fear is actually by going through what you're afraid of. So if you have a fear of losing trades, a way to get over that fear is to lose trades. If you have a fear over being wrong, a way to get over that fear is to be wrong. Because with these two, with these, these fears, we have this idea in our head to where if I'm wrong, if I lose trades, if I, this is going to blow out my account. If I blow out my account, then this thing is going to happen to me and it's going to be the worst thing ever. But when you actually go through that and you go to get to the other side of that, nine times out of 10, you're going to realize it's not that bad. It's not that bad at all. And all you got to do is keep going. And over time, you keep going through that process and you keep taking losses. You keep being wrong. Eventually, you're going to just become numb to it and it's not going to matter anymore. So I would have physiological, emotional responses to taking losses or when I enter to a trade and it starts to go against me, you know, sometimes my heart would start to race. I would get a little sweaty. Like I noticed physical responses to the emotions I had around taking losses and being wrong. Really, it was being wrong. It wasn't really taking the losses. I'm not a type of person that generally likes to be wrong, but not to get too deep into that part about me, but that's something I had to overcome. And the only way, and the way I was able to overcome it was actually by being wrong. And then, so, you know, it just, and not being wrong in terms of what people can see and, and judge me about. No, being wrong and like, oh, I made a bad decision or I made a bad trade that I could have, you know, skipped on and not taking that loss. It wasn't about me losing the money. It was about me taking a loss. So I kept doing that by under trading. Actually, it's just interesting. I kept doing that. Actually, no, it wasn't under trading. So I, I kept doing that. Once I figured out that I wasn't trading enough and I started to take more trades and I started to take more losses, then I you know, realized that I can keep trading because I have a good risk management. And now I'm at a point to where I take a loss. This is like, okay, next, next trade. I used to have it to where I have a big red day because of mistakes that I made. And then I would have a, just a period of time where I was emotional about it. I allow myself to feel those emotions. But now if I have a big red day, it's just like, okay, all I got to do, let me, let me review my strategy. Let me review the day. Let me review what happened. Did I make any mistakes? Oh, okay. I made a mistake. It was my fault. Cool. Now I know what I, know what I need to work on. 
but I'm not having that emotional response like I used to. It's because I've already been there before. I already experienced this. I, I know what this means. I know what this looks like, which takes us into the third way to deal with fear. And the third way to, to deal with fear is through knowledge. A lot of fear comes out of the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen. And then you create these narratives off of things that you have no experience with based off of wherever you create these narratives from, but we create these wild, crazy narratives about something that we don't have knowledge of. But then once we gain knowledge, then we realize it's not that bad. It's not that bad at all. And like you realize that you were kind of tripping, right? So like I can take it as far back as to my childhood when I used to be scared of thunder and lightning, really the lightning part of it. And then the thunder was like, a, you know, it, it signals there's going to be lightning following the thunder, right? And I used to be scared of that. Like when I was a child, I used to be scared of that until I learned how to judge the distance of a storm. Like, I don't know, I forgot how I came into this knowledge. I, it must've been something like one of the educational programs that I was watching about thunderstorms. And they were, then they taught me how you can count the time between each time that you hear the thunder and you can use that to judge how far away the, the storm is from you. So you can use that knowledge to know when the storm has passed over you and now it's going away. So once I came into that knowledge, then I, I was more knowledgeable about the situation and the possibilities. And now I wasn't afraid. I stopped being afraid of thunderstorms. And so that's just one example from when I was a kid, but there's plenty of other times where knowledge, especially when this trading environment, the knowledge of wholesale, the knowledge of how market makers do their business, that also helped me overcome the fears that I had around trading. Just knowing more about this environment. Now I have a, just a innate hunger to learn about these markets, but that also helps me to keep learning about these markets because the more I know, like I said, I don't have to use every single thing that I know. That's not the goal. The goal is just to learn as much as I can about this environment. And in that, all of that will help me to be less fearful as I participate in this environment. Now, as I bring this thing to a close, let's talk about the magic behind not under trading. I already kind of talked about this, but here's the magic behind not under trading. As you keep trying to avoid losses, like I mentioned before, you will build those narratives in your mind, sort of a mental support system for your fear. Then you'll likely find ways to reason with yourself why you were smart to skip out on those trades that could have paid for your losses, right? You'll start to tell yourself, well, if I would have taken that trade, after you go back and you see that it turned out into a loss, You'll, you'll, you'll tell yourself, well, I was smart not to take that trade because it would have turned into a loss, but you keep doing that. And then that mindset will cause you to miss the trades that would have paid for the times where you would have taken those losses. So what you're really doing under the surface is you are, you are reaffirming the fear that is holding you back. And once you start to get over it, and once you start to, or once you stop under trading and you start taking more trades, You'll go through everything that I just mentioned about creating these false narratives in your head and the fear will just start to, to take care of itself. But at the same time, and that's the magic of not under trading is that the more trades that you take, 
And the more as you keep going, the fear will start to dissipate and you won't have this, this whatever fear that you have anymore. Or you'll mitigate the fear so much that it, the, whatever little fear that you're holding on to won't matter as much anymore. And you can't get to a point to where you become fearless. Now, with all that being said, there is a delicate balance to all of this. You want to make sure that you're being consistent in a way that you're not missing out or missing trades that you should be taking. But you also want to have rules in place that will serve as sort of a shield from overtrading because you can't forget about overtrading. So you can have rules inside of your, your plan to where if you take so many losses on this day, that can be a sign that either your strategy is not working that day or you're not in the right mindset to trade that day. Are you just making a bunch of random mistakes for no reason? So you can develop, you can put rules inside of your plan, such as if I take three losses in a row, then I got to be done for the day. And then you can go back after you take that third loss, you stop for the day. Then you can go back and you see, oh, I made mistakes. I kept making mistakes. That's why I took three losses. Or you can go back and say, well, today was just a wild day and they were doing, they, it was too choppy or whatever. And my strategy just wasn't working today. Now, eventually, a lot of, I mean, a lot of times you'll go back and you'll see that things return to normal. And if you would have kept trading, you possibly could have made it back. But a lot of times in those situations, it's best to just cut it for that day and just wait for the, a better day for all the stars to align during your normal trading session and take advantage of those days and just leave the other ones. But not based off of you trying to be smarter than the market and selectively take the trades effectively under trading, but because you put these rules inside of your plan to where that you can take all the setups that your strategy says you should be taking, you can get your reps in, which will effectively help you deal with whatever fears that you may be having. So that was just an example, but only you can discover what this balance looks like for you. Like you have to develop your own plans. It's going to be based off of who you are, what you bring to this table, your awareness, your, your schedule, all of that stuff. You're going to have to come up with what balance looks like for you. But I think it's key to be balanced, to take this balanced approach, which will help you have a long-term low stress success in this business. So with all that being said, I appreciate everybody for tapping in to another episode of Trader Triggers. You can catch these live on YouTube at MV3 Trader during the Futures Trade Radio live stream, plus more videos on day trading futures. Also, make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income producing information. All links and resources mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and until next time, trade it easy.